Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 52. In this episode, my friends and I discuss the situation as it's materializing on the on the border between Russia and Ukraine, what this would look like for Europe, for the United States, and as well as uh, the China-Taiwan situation and how these events are all tied together and what might come as a result of them. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen. And I hope you enjoy. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Peter. Hi. Okay, good. All right, just making sure we're all accounted for. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm not going to ask how everyone's doing because we just had a ketchup session. Personal ketchup ketchup. sesh. Mustard sesh. Mustard sesh. Uh... But we've got to ask, how is the world doing? How is? We're just diving right in. How yeah. is? Do you think that you will live to see World War Three? I hope not. And there's I didn't actually ask if you hope. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I know what we're gonna talk about, but there I would say that I I am really thinking that unfortunately I'm gonna live to see a major conflict either in Eastern Europe, what we're gonna talk about, or Basically, like a civil war slash race war in this country. Really? Yes. Oh, because what we talked about on, was it Sunday? Yes. Or no, not Sunday. It was Friday, actually. Friday. Saturday. 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 Friday. It was Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, that documentary, which I think we should do, because I have been juggling with the idea of maybe doing like some YouTube videos. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just off of my phone and talking about this stuff because it's like this is actually quite alarming mm-hmm. and it was like always a possibility with woke culture but now it's like it's here it's like it's being instigated yeah you know there's definitely like there are there's races. what are they called um not crisis actors people who instigate uh man what are they called um uh, yeah you got me with crisis actors <laughs> that's all i'm thinking of but uh there's people that are instigating. Yeah. And and it's like it's falling into the to so many people's agenda. Like people want that. Yeah. Crazy people want that kind of conflict. Crazy people with guns. Yes. Want there to be And it's like, please don't do it. And it's I, I say c- that as a gun owner. Yeah. But a sane gun owner. That's right. It's like you we were actually talking about this. The students asked about it yesterday at round table at church about gun ownership and I said I, you know, I grew up around guns, I own guns and everything, but I've, I've known people who are gun owners who it's almost like they think, oh man, I, I wish something would happen. And then I would like, yeah. you know, if, if it did happen, then I would totally take care of it. Mm-hmm. And then the mayor would be pinning a hero badge <laughs> on me or whatever. A key it's to like the they, city. They, yeah, exactly. They like, they want to be Batman and it's, yeah. it's like, dude, you're wearing it's... hockey pants. <laughs> hockey pads. Oh, hockey or is pads. It hockey pants. I think it's hockey pads. He does it in his uh, voice. So no, we're in hockey pads. <laughs> yes, they they were wearing I think pads. Hockey pads. I think you like. I think yeah. it's pads. Like, why would it be pants? Yeah. Because I thought it was the actual like pants. Padded pants. Yeah, the padded pants. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all that to say, yeah, like I think a lot of people have an idea of what it would look like if things hit the fan, uh, but boy. <laughs> It sure wouldn't look like that historically. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. 
No, yeah. Uh, so, we, yeah, I'd, I'd like to... We can talk about that uh, today as yeah. well, but I really would like to focus on the other thing. And yeah. I would like to do a full episode where we focus on racial tension and... and uh... I act, So it's actually on YouTube, the first episode of it. I don't really plan on watching it. Of your podcast? Than... No, no. Of your vlog? No, no, no. Is that still a word? Yeah. Vlog? Yeah. No, the uh, documentary that we were hinting at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of don't want to name it because I don't want to give it traffic. Yeah, I'm not naming it either. Um, but I, the only reason I want to watch it, obviously, is not to support it, but is to be able to have a comprehensive criticism. You said that. this is on Netflix? Uh, it well, it's on. If I say it, then people just, might not. No, just the streaming service. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. If, yeah, if I say it, I say it. people. All right, it's on Showtime, and it's the only thing on Showtime. So if people now <laughs> hear the word Showtime, yeah. they will go there and see the one thing they have uploaded. Oh, I didn't know it was Showtime. Okay, but you can see it on YouTube is what I'm saying for free. Oh, the okay. first episode. Now people are going to triangulate that data. Well, eventually, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, no one listens. Yeah, so it just is so blatantly racist. That's like ridiculous, um, and it's and it's unfortunate because I think that any valid points they have is is not mm. is being destroyed it's by undercut. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's undercut. Anyways, uh, because we're talking about conflicts, it's like that. That was another thing, and I'm like, oh, this could get this this country could get so ugly, and I don't want to be a part of that. What's great though is living. Well, first of all, living far away from L.A. <laughs> and like right. New York City mm-hmm. where I mean you know when when there were riots a couple years ago it's like they were largely in those cities mm. um and also specifically not just that we don't live in a big city we live near a big ish city mm. but uh the main thing is living in Florida mm-hmm. i feel like florida has been a great place to to wait out Who would have the thought? end of western civilization <laughs> right i am saying man like it, florida man like exactly the florida man <laughs> meme of like florida is the wild west like we're the australia of america yeah. everything's going to kill you everyone's like yeah. on bath salts chewing each other's faces <laughs> yeah. off it's like Florida was the laughing stock, and now we're the ones looking at the rest of the world like, are you guys okay? If that's like, like uh, to show you exactly how crazy things are getting, Florida is sane. Yeah, Florida is the place that people want to be. Like Florida, Texas, Tennessee, I think are the three largest as far as like receiving new yeah. uh, like people that are moving to those states. Yeah. We're the big three. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, bring it on. Like yeah. bring on all these, you know. People seem to be moving here with a certain mindset, and also, uh, I I think it's great for the state economy. I think it's great for um, just you know getting more different types of people like in this in this atmosphere. Yeah. I feel like every probably like two or three weeks at church, I'm meeting someone who's like, oh yeah, I moved here from California. I moved here from New York. I moved oh, here cool. from uh, you know Maryland, Minnesota, New Jersey, whatever. But not Delaware, because that place not Delaware, because that's not exist. Yeah, that is not exist. <laughs> is apparently how I'm wording that sentence. Uh, that place does not exist. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, uh, Ukraine. Ukraine and yeah, uh, Vladimir Russia. Vladimir Russia. <laughs> I thought not. <clears throat> not what is it? Non-exist was the worst word again. But Vladimir Russia. How do you do a Russian accent? Like. How do you do a Russian accent? Like how, what does it... You have to talk like... There you go, thank you. I'll try to... You have to make it more masculine. You have to talk (laughs) like you've only been eating borscht for 70 years. Because your whole cuisine has been stultified by communism. (laughs) What? He said all I've been eating is five boiled eggs. That's actually a 
probably a Soviet diet. It's just like boiled eggs. Ah, <laughs> oh, boiled eggs in like grain. Well, they have like, uh, what's oatmeal. it called? Oh, what Borscht. is it? The, the like potato Vodka. hot pocket. Oh, uh, pierogies. Pierogies. No, that's Polish actually. Pierogies are Polish, but, you, it's but, Eastern European. But Eastern Europe is apparently the stomping grounds of <laughs> Russia, and Eric's gonna fill us in a little bit about what's been going on <laughs> in Eastern Europe that's gonna lead to the uh, the the World War Three, and then eventually hmm. the West, the the fall of Western civilization, and maybe the world as a whole. But yeah. Go ahead, take it away, <laughs> easy E. Well, I don't know if it's gonna lead to World War Three, but what's been going on, as if people don't already know, uh, is that Russia has been amassing troops on like all the borders with Ukraine. No, just the northern, eastern, and southern. Yeah, not the western border. <laughs> right, because they're not over there. That's right. So it's like what's on the western border border of Ukraine? Is that Romania? It's Moldova? Romania, Romania, it's and then a little bit of Hungary on the north. Really? Moldova doesn't touch it? Moldova is also is the the first border. This is finally the podcast where we talk about maps and lose everyone. Moldova, I don't know why Moldova's there, but Moldova's there. But uh There's actually a guy from that started going to CCC from Moldova. You told me. Yeah, Yeah. that's they're like the dumb. They're actually from (laughs) No, they exist. Uh I believe they're actually from Romania though. And they're missionaries in Moldova. I would just like to talk to like, uh, so do you think you guys should be around? Bro, this guy's got a fascinating story. Like, he's, he's looked up, like... What is his like, name? His name is... I just want to hear a Moldovan name. Uh, no, it is it, it oh. is a pretty stereotypical, I feel like, Eastern European name is Sergio. Or Sergio. Serge. Serge. Yeah, Serge. Um, which always makes me think of Serge Tankin from, uh... Oh, uh, what's the band? Know, and he's Serge. also like a really beautiful singer, but it's uh the the band that did Chop Suey. That's his name. Yeah, Serge wow. Sankin. Um, uh, System of a Down. System of a Down. Yeah. Anyway, he's also got really developed political views. It's like you know when you listen to uh, Rage Against the Machine, and then you find out like they're really into politics and they yeah, know yeah. their stuff. Anyway, um, so Sergey is the guy's name, or Sergio. Um, Anyway, but yeah, he's he's done a lot of like digging into archives and finding out like uh, what the church was up to during the Soviet Union and during like oh, communism and the Eastern Bloc. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's really just awesome, fascinating guy to talk to. Great guy. Mm. Um, if you're listening, which you're not, uh, <laughs> then, you know, just know that we'll have we him. love we'll you. Have we'll have him on. Never. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Moldova does border the West and then like... Romania kind of just comes on the flanks, mm-hmm. and then I think I think there's a little bit of a border with Hungary, okay. if I'm not mistaken, or maybe not. Maybe that's just Romania. Let's not fact check this. Let's just keep going. Or Poland. I, no, I, I do Poland. not believe that Poland borders the Ukraine. I now so. I have to look this up. I think so. All right, we're gonna go into the map. I'm gonna go to Google Maps, which is my map. Oh my goodness, it does. Yeah, and it borders. Is that Belarus? Belarus, yeah. Belarus. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know what Belarus means? It means white Russian. White Russian. It does, yeah. That's my, that's my... Holy cow, Slovakia borders Ukraine? Okay, Slovakia. Hungary, Romania, Moldova, Belarus, <laughs> and Russia, if you didn't know that. Yeah, and if you didn't know, the white Russians are uh, allies the with the Russians. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's, I mean, that makes that, sense. That's how the 
Russians are massing troops on the northern side of Ukraine. Is Belarus, I should know this because I watched that cartoon, not cartoon, but documentary, docudrama. Uh, is that where Chernobyl is? Is Belarus? Chernobyl is in Ukraine. Okay, never mind. But it's in northern Ukraine, or at least close enough, because, you know, Ukraine has this shape, right? Yeah. So, But it's close enough that it would affect Minsk, which is Minsk. in Belarus. Watch Chernobyl. It's amazing. So good. Heroes. Unsung heroes. So, so why is Russia on the border? Russia is on the why border. Why is Russia on the border of Ukraine? Why is Canada on the border of Mexico? Why are they amassing well, troops is yes, the real question. Yes, why are they because, because um, okay, so Vladimir Putin, or Putin, I don't Putin. know. Him. Uh, okay, so Putin, uh, you know, he's a former KGB. Uh, he, Which is like the Russian CIA, special FBI, ops. Yeah. all combined to one another. Um, he... So, you know, KGB government officials, a lot of them were uh, having a very profitable life in the Soviet Union, right? And then the Soviet Union collapses, and now they're all in a panic uh, because they didn't know if they were also going to get hunted down, right? Mm -hmm. Like they had hunted down the yeah. defectors before Ret that. Retribution. Uh, and that's not exactly what happened. And in Russia, actually, they... This is what I read, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to... Uh, just share disinformation, but I'm sure this actually happened with some people. Uh, but some of the KGB people, some of these special op or, or uh, government officials, teamed up with the Russian mafia to profit the new, you know, profit in this new Russia that that came out, and and Putin was apparently one of them. But he has this mentality, this idea of bringing back the Soviet Empire, mm, okay. uh, because that that was his dream. That that was what he had and then it collapsed like putin and guys like him did not see the collapse of the soviet empire as a good thing obviously right. and like an opportunity for democracy whatever they saw it as a loss mm. so that plus <clears throat> ukraine and russia have a shared history it is mm. argued and i think there is a good yeah argument. ukraine hasn't been a country for long no it was more of a speaking. region yeah it was um, like a region of russia yeah but What's the distinguishing factor? The the democracy. Well, I was going to say the language. There, but yes, there's there's a language border. There is a language. Which I'm actually teaching about this, and and we're we just today started World War One, and talking about revolutionary nationalism and how people really wanted to establish borders that were based on language, right. which to me is like, well, duh, like yeah. that makes the most sense. <clears throat> like if you want to draw a national border, I think a really helpful place to put it is just wherever the, the language border is, because it's like, you know, if I speak Hungarian and there's a Hungarian Chick-fil-A over there <laughs> and there's a Polish Chick-fil-A on the other side, then I'm, I'm definitely going to go to the Hungarian, even yeah. though Hungary doesn't border Poland. Now, but, yeah. how would you, it's going well, to sound like a dumb question, but Ukraine's what, is it pronounced like the language they speak? Is it called Ukrainian? Yeah, Ukrainian. Ukrainian? At yeah. least in English. I don't okay. know if yeah. in their own native language they have. Um, but yes, it's similar, but there, yeah. there are differences. Which the same thing could be said of Poland. You know, is that for a long time, Poland was just a region of Russia, you know? Or, they have or more... if you go further back, Lithuania. True. I mean, all those Eastern European countries, it's like they kind of, it's almost like Germany and Russia have had this tug of war of influence over places like yes. Estonia, Lithuania, Poland, Ukraine. Okay. All, all well, if I, could, if I could even yeah. expand it a little <clears throat> further, Europe goes through these moments of unification and what's called yeah. balkanization, yeah. where it's like, 
everybody wants to unify. Like, we have enough similarities. Let's unify. Yeah. And then, and a lot psh, of times, like, like, it shatters. It's like, yeah, we don't want to we want to yeah, be, our own, wanna be our own yeah, nation. So, independence. So I think there's a lot of ebb and flow with that in European yeah. history, right? It's, and, I mean, honestly, it's that's just humanity. Because if you look <laughs> yeah. at Chinese history, it's like, oh, the Han Dynasty. And then, psh, it's like the Three Kingdoms in yeah. the 17, you know. It is. It is human history. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so that's basically well, what's kind of going okay. on now. I, I think, I'm surprised you didn't start with this, because to me, this is like the best, the most um, effective way to think about this conflict. Okay, so Russia is, you know, on the east, over here, let's say, for those listening. Yeah. Uh, super helpful. All of the countries of Western Europe are part of an alliance, mm-hmm. and it's called NATO. Mm-hmm. So North Atlantic Treaty Organization. That's NATO. And, you know, for the longest time, that was just the countries that were kind of like in the western part of Europe. So that would be like France, Spain, West Germany, England. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lo- slowly, like countries that are closer and closer to Russia have been joining NATO. And that alliance, like America is also in that alliance, which means that these countries are, it's almost like, okay, you have to choose sides between Russia and the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you more... Um, loyal to or more uh just open to trading with and all that kind of stuff and so it's like these countries have slowly started to say like i choose america over russia okay and then it's like okay now you have ukraine and ukraine borders russia Mm -hmm. and they're thinking of proclaiming that they have a a desire to be in with nato or like they're is it that they're almost scheduled for approval to join nato to i wouldn't say that that they're almost scheduled to approve yeah to be approved there is so you know again majority desire to be part of nato they want to be part of nato obviously for for their benefit because like you said if they're tied to this nato right Mm -hmm. then one of the things about nato is like an attack on one member is an attack on all exactly right and so so that means if russia attack if if ukraine does join and then Russia, Attack. under Putin's idea of like, I want to expand, I want to, I want to grow and build an empire again. If they attack Ukraine, then all of us. Why they attack? And, yes. and I'm teaching about World War One and how yeah. like this whole idea of the alliance system is okay. You picked on my, you know, sixth cousin over there, yeah. and now I have to like get out my gun and go to your house, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, Ukraine is not part of no. correct. They're not yet part of of NATO. Now, here yeah. here's the thing, and I think this is totally fair. Someone pointed out, like the Cuban Missile Crisis. This mm-hmm. is basically Russia's version of the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, the Cuban Missile Crisis. This was in the eighties. Eighties? Uh, no, no, no. no. 60s. This was sixty because this was JFK, mm-hmm. right? So, Cuban Missile Crisis is like during the Cold War, America and Russia. Things are really hot. We both have nuclear missiles, and like you know, it's it's really. You know, is someone going to try to start a war? If we do, are we going to nuke each other into oblivion? But what America had going for it is Russia's way over there, right? Well, now Russia makes an alliance with Cuba, and Cuba is right next door. Mm -hmm. And now Russia ships a ton of nuclear missiles to Cuba as a gift. (laughs) And it's like, we as America were like, whoa, this is... This is not okay, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like you're putting this threat of war basically... I don't know what forty miles from Miami. Um, no, it's more than forty miles. From however Miami. long, however far it is. But so it's, not it's like yeah, I would from, say it's like that from the Keys. Yeah. Know? Okay. Well, there we go. From yeah. from American soil, I guess would yeah. be a better a better term. Or if you look at Puerto Rico, right? It's not that far. True. Um, anyway, I think it's closer to Florida, though. Oh, yeah. No. Anyway, um, so 
people are saying, hey, America, the way that you felt mm -hmm. back in the 60s of like now all of these, which the war was like it was things were more heated and hostile back then than they are now. And that was 60 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's like the way you felt back then of like it's not cool for you to be storing your missiles right off of our coast. That's probably how Russia feels now, where it's like if Ukraine joins NATO, then definitely. And I don't know, is there already an American embassy in the Ukraine or not embassy, but uh, what do you call it? A base. Yeah, here? a base in the Ukraine. No, because okay. again, they're not they're not NATO. They're not a NATO member yet. So if they join, yeah, American troops are probably going to be stationed in Ukraine. Right. Yeah. And it's like, look, so first of all, like Russia's not a threat to the United States. Um, they do have an expansionist mindset, which I think is like we can talk about whether that's justified or not, uh, as far as like wanting to kind of reabsorb the Ukraine into them. Um, but I believe I've I, I've not checked this in a while, so it might have changed. But I heard someone say Russia's GDP is smaller than the GDP of Massachusetts. Now, granted, Massachusetts is a big, like, finance state, and there's a lot of business that goes in there, but, like, it's not, it's, it's not a serious threat. It's a yeah, paper yeah. tiger is the word that people will use. Yeah. Um, anyway, you're, were no. you going to say something? Uh, maybe, well, I mean, yeah, so, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. So, joke, I'm just saying, so, Bush's point is, like, um, signs with NATO they don't want American they don't want American allies or any allies to be why next exactly was yeah well sense. and that coupled with the fact that Russia really does have a desire to expand right. there were things that they've lost historically that they're like okay the fact that we lost quote end quote uh East Germany like that's totally justifiable that was never really ours mm -hmm. but hey man like like Ukraine that historically has been a region that we've had dominion over. And yeah. now granted the Ukrainians, uh, well, th that's the other thing is the Ukrainians are split on this. There are apparently some Ukrainians who desire to be, you know, folded back into, um, you know, the Russian, not empire, but the Russian nation. Yeah. Um, even though they're linguistically a distinct people group, which I'm like, honestly, I just want every language to be its own country. You know, I love the idea of, the sub-Saharan African Swahili-speaking people unify, like, what would that be? Like, Kenya, Tanzania, uh, maybe all the way down to Mozambique, mm. um, like, becoming at least, like, a union or mm. an alliance, like a country of countries, the way that the United Kingdom, uh, England, Scotland, Wales, the way that is. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of all those Central American countries, you know, Panama, El Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua, kind of forming a super country yeah. you know they they maintain some sovereignty in making their own decisions um but just kind of free trade um like and basically an alliance like if somebody messes with one of us yeah then we're all in together yeah. i actually really like linguistics being the thing <clears throat> that decides where we decide to draw national borders yeah i mean i, I i'm sorry go ahead. i bet it's not no just this easy but like why can't like why what's what's stopping us or Ukraine just saying, okay, well, you put on NATO now. I mean, I know it's not as easy as like just signing a piece of paper. So, Eric's gonna one, one, if Ukraine joins NATO, then I mean, you're almost gonna force Russia's hand into what they're gonna do because so what would they do? They will invade. If they, Ukraine, will invade? if Ukraine Absolutely. joins NATO, yeah. Russia will invade. Yeah, 
and invoke the wrath of the United States on themselves? The <clears throat> wrath would probably be economic, which they're already forced, like, like, uh, they're already uh, threatening to do. I Sanctions? Yes. Oh, man, I feel really bad about that. Because, yeah. like, look at the Middle East. Yeah. The Middle East, from, as as I've come to understand more about it, like, the things going on in the Middle East largely have their origin in American sanctions, which well, is the idea of cutting those countries yeah. off. So, and not and not just us saying, we're not going to trade with you, but basically, like, we're the biggest dog mm-hmm. in the world. So <laughs> yeah. in the United Nations, which is like a club of right. all the countries in the world, and us going like, hey, uh, hey guys, we don't like Iran, and we're not going to well, trade with them. Yeah. You're not thinking of trading with Iran, are you? And the whole rest of the world being like, okay, I guess not. We're not going right. to... Sorry, Iran. We're not going to trade with you anymore. And then Iran starves to death, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and specifically, <clears throat> what is it? Yemen is the poorest country in the Middle East, and they're they're the ones that have been... I mean, it's a nightmare over there. Well, the it Middle is East so... is a nightmare because of what you're saying, and then also the way that the borders were drawn, and also Wahhabi Islam. Like that's that's it's a lot of super stuff. violent. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> yeah yeah. It's you not really like think it's about one it. problem. It's not. It's just and it's just like <laughs> it's a simple fix, <laughs> really. No. If you think about but uh, it. I Israel. would say that Russia. In fact, I didn't strengthen that and say that Russia will invade Ukraine even before that. That like okay, let's have a vote like. If they're sure that that's what's going to happen before NATO invade. votes, yeah, to, to that's why they're the way they are right now, and they want a guarantee from Ukraine and from NATO that <coughs> that Ukraine will never join NATO. Hmm. So, and this is a problem. And then you know, obviously, NATO's like, and just even if you're not part of NATO, if you're just in a democratic country, like, no, they should just have the right to determine they're a For sovereign themselves. country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so the Ukrainians, they have said, I've seen it on on TV where they said, you know. Ukrainians and Russians were one people. The the, yeah. the big divide is is not just linguistic, but like it's political. Like we want to live in a democracy. Mm. You guys are a democracy. <laughs> right? Democracy where someone's watching you while you vote. Yeah, it, it, like. it's it's clearly you know Putin and and his party is in control. Not a hundred percent, but yeah. they they have all the political power. So for Russia, like this is what I'm saying. Like it almost seems inevitable there will be a war because for Russia. They, it's, it's do or die. Like they, yeah. they cannot afford to have Ukraine be part of NATO. And as the years go on, the, the, the reality of that is closer and closer yeah. for NATO members there. It might be eventual to take on Ukraine, but there has to be other things they need to see in Ukraine before they, they join NATO. NATO yeah. is also very complicated. I would say NATO is a paper tiger because for instance, there's a lot of tension between Turkey and Greece and other NATO members. Well, is Turkey in NATO? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you're saying like between <clears throat> members amongst the group. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. What do you do yeah. then? <laughs> An attack on kick one Turkey out. Yeah. Like that's it, the obvious solution. So kick the Bosphorus. That's <laughs> got to be the line, man. Yeah. Greece is ours. Turkey is theirs. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyways, uh, 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 <clears throat> all of this is very interesting. But like, am, do I actually believe that I, that there would be you know French, Spanish, American? German troops in Ukraine fighting Russian troops if there was an invasion. No. Really? No. Okay. And uh, it's because none of these countries really want to fight. Mm. This is why they go Not to... even the United States? I don't think that we... Bro, we just left Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Exactly. And we're like, we got warmongers that are losing money yeah. off of this peace. <laughs> it's true. We're only at war with six countries right now, Eric. <laughs> 
<laughs> this That's... is such a peaceful time. We're losing money on this. Okay, we're not. This... I don't think we're at war, but we we are taking warlike actions yeah. against six countries. There's conflicts. The yeah. military is, is is being, but uh, it's not politically at all popular in this in this country to send troops, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Yeah, nobody wants to get and into especially a war. Russia is a. I don't want to say it's a Western country because it's no. definitely not, but like they're a uh, what would you call it? I mean, they're European. Like, but... like if you if you declared war on Russia, it wouldn't be like declaring war on Syria. I'm not saying no. that this is a good thing, but like the world would pay attention, you know, yes. because when they hear Russia, they think World War One and yeah. World War Two. Yeah, and when they hear Syria, they think of. Like you know, ISIS, or they think of the the Syrian civil war, but it's not like oh, this it's is not a fair fight. Correct, yeah. When... With Russia, it's a lot more fair, and the and the reason why I don't think it'll ever be a full blown conflict also is because there's too many uh, nuclear nuclear missiles. <laughs> yeah, there's too many nuclear countries yeah. involved. Yeah. Like if the UK, how many countries have nuclear capabilities right now? Eight. Okay, so we got U.S., Russia, US, Russia, China, China mm-hmm. the UK, France, yep. Israel, Israel. Pakistan. India and Pakistan? Yeah. Nice. And, okay. okay, nine. North Korea. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forget about that one. So, it's uh, nine, and hopefully it will remain nine. And these, I mean, maybe not <clears throat> all of them, but a lot of these guys don't want anybody else to get new. It, yeah. it becomes really unstable. Right. But this is what's actually keeping their uh, world war from coming, because the biggest powers all have nukes, and it's like, well, what are we going to do? Like, if one side is definitely losing, mm-hmm. they're like, hey... My finger's on the button. You can either yeah. back off, and it's like, all right, we're done. Yeah. So it'll be a limited conflict, but really the biggest winner-loser has to be Russia and Ukraine, right. because Ukraine can win as keeping their sovereignty, or, or Russia can win by gaining Ukraine, or at least a good mm. part of Ukraine. So, Which it, Ukraine's a big deal as far as like agriculture. They produce a ton of oh, food. Yeah. They're definitely an asset. So, yeah. Um, but... Like- I have a hard time believing that people in in the Western European countries really see this as worth getting into a war. I mean, there's parallels to World War II. Like, is it really worth it right now? Mm. How long do you let this go? But it's it's like the beginning of World War II, but with nukes already. (laughs) So it's like, this is far more complicated. You're talking about the Munich Pact stage where it's like, okay... Yeah, Germany, like, they just want Austria, and yeah. Austrians speak German, and they're mm-hmm. kind of inviting them in, so it's not like, so yeah, it's actually very yeah. similar to the beginning of World War II, but then what happens when, okay, I'm not saying anything like this is definitely going to happen, because yeah. it's been a very slow creep, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Hitler takes over, or whatever, like, takes power in Germany, and before long, yeah. they're taking the Sudetenland and they're taking Austria and they're like looking over askance at Poland and everything. Mm-hmm. And Russia, it's like, how long has Putin been in power? 30 years? I don't even no, know. No, not 30. But let's say like 25 years that yeah. he's been in some major position of power, if not in control mm-hmm. of the country. And this is the first bite that he's looking to take out of, if you view it like that, yeah. if you view it like that, yeah, this yeah. is the first bite that he's looking to take out of Eastern Europe. And it's like, okay, do you think that if this goes Russia's way, and again, like you said, the, it's not like the Ukrainians are like losing their minds, freaking out about whether, like, a lot of them would be fine with this. But do you think that now his eyes go toward Poland or Lithuania? Well, Poland, I believe, is part of NATO. Uh, so Poland okay. is Lithuania. 
the the so, so Baltic states. The Baltic states did receive troops from like European countries, and I'm like, so they must be. But like those states also Finland? were part of. Is Finland NATO? I don't think they are. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they are. But like, yeah, like so. <clears throat> you say you know the the Soviet Empire collapses and all these new countries come about. Wait a minute, hang on. Was Finland part of the USSR or no? I think they eventually got absorbed. Okay. Into the USSR, you Yeah, saying? because they, okay. they, uh, they were fighting the USSR before World War II, and then they kind of joined Germany because of the common mm -hmm. enemy, right? And <laughs> Germany was for sure losing, and then they're like, all right, we're going to help the Russians. Yeah. So we kicked out all the German troops, and, and then we kind of just joined with them because it was obvious. Mm -hmm. So, but anyways, if you're Russia, the, the, the Soviet Empire collapses, all these new countries um, come about. And or you could say old countries are, you know, yeah. re reborn. And, um, you know, if you're Putin, you're like, well, wait a minute. We didn't really have a say <clears throat> in that. You guys just did it. And because of our own inner yeah. ter turmoil, we didn't say, yeah. you know, so it's we like, couldn't. yeah. So it's like, we actually want you guys. <laughs> we, want, we want our borders at, over here. So this is just Baby, part of, <laughs> yeah, this is part of, part of, uh, part of uh human history and I, I don't think it just stops at european countries i mean there's a possibility that you know like kazakhstan or a lot of those uh yeah a part of me is like what are those countries doing being countries you know they're not like, they're not really russian at all you know they're they're turkish people yeah you well you think of well, ethnicity and language, you know, is that's one thing. Yeah. But then another thing is you think of uh, Asia as a yeah. continent yeah. and you kind of have to think of it as spheres of influence. Like yeah. you have the Russian, the Chinese and the Indian mm -hmm. spheres of influence. And then, you know, I guess maybe I would cut off Russia like Iran. Mm -hmm. OK, but then it's like you have the stands. So you got Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. And it's like, OK, who are those more influenced by China or by Russia? And I would say probably Russia. Oh yeah. From the fact that like they were previously Owned part of the USSR, yeah. and so like if you go there, I think don't they still have a lot of their road signs will be in like Kazakh and yeah. Russian or Tajik and, and Russian. And historically, a lot of Russians mix with those people. So you know, yeah, I mean, there's those a lot... are the countries that I feel like the world knows least about it's in very the true. entire world. It's very Dude, true. Dude, Kazakhstan is huge. Yes. It's, like I didn't realize that until I was in college. Like yeah. Kazakhstan is what like the geographically probably the fifth sixth largest country in the world and i, don't, I can't I tell you anything about it like okay now i can what, what's the most famous thing historic. to come out of kazakhstan oh i'm not gonna say it why you know what i'm thinking that's what i well it's the guy yeah borat yeah okay the borat yeah movie and which it, i've not seen because i'm a christian <laughs> i legitimately have not seen it yeah but uh but I it mean, was he was obviously he's not even kazakhstani yeah and and they He's a, a, a English Jewish guy. Okay, I was gonna say I'm pretty European sure he's Jew. Jewish. Yeah. But, okay. Um, he, but anyways, he didn't even film in Kazakhstan. He filmed in Romania, and that pissed off yeah. the Romanians because <laughs> <laughs> they're like everybody thinks we're Kazakhstan. <laughs> so, oh, I was seeing a video about that. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, but that's the most famous thing to come out of Kazakhstan. Yeah. So it's like, how? Well, much... I mean, you know, also like Genghis Khan. I, I get that that was more Mongolia, yeah. but that was all Mongolia. The steppe. Yes, like, absolutely. What today is. The western, you know, third of China and Mongolia and Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan and honestly, like, you know, all the way down toward Afghanistan 
is like that was all the step and mm-hmm. that was like where where empires go to die uh-huh. basically yeah um but yeah it's got it's it's got like its own weird history so yeah. i almost like the idea of leaving a lot of that place i know it's not practical but like almost unincorporated yeah which i feel like is almost what like what we're doing now yeah like having a kazakh government is a lot like not having a government over there (laughs) and just being like okay russia this is your border you're not allowed to go any further south (laughs) than this i will say uh those because not a lot of people know those countries but pictures i've seen from those countries are very beautiful beautiful the mountains yeah like they're they're landlocked uh, but it's like it's still very beautiful yeah and it's just like I don't want to take take a trip there because it's like there's nothing there. But then it's just like, but it's so beautiful. I would totally take a trip to Mongolia. Would you? Oh yeah. I'm just like man. I want to go to those markets, those butter markets. I don't even know what. Dude, they got butter markets that are like the size of a I don't know like a Publix, and you go in. Okay, maybe like half the size of a Publix, and you go in, and it's just all these giant like imagine a barrel the the circumference of this table, and it'll just be butter. In there. Butter? And you have different butter that's been mixed with different spices and it's like got scoops in it and you just go around. it's not only butter that they sell there. Yeah. But basically the Mongolian diet is butter and meat. Mm, like that's good. what they eat. Not and bad. and you know, like yogurt, dairy products, so it's it's meat and dairy because yeah. they're all pastoral nomads. Yeah. Not necessarily as much now, so, but I got a question. Um uh, thinking if I'm not like a commando, because I'll be terrible at this. <laughs> so like so with what's your thing? So, why not just invade now? Like, if they're gonna invade, if you think if you think they're gonna that invade, is a question on everyone's mind. Is yeah, why so haven't if, they already? If they're gonna invade, if they sign, then like do it now before. Like, why not just do it now? What are they like, waiting I, what, for? What are they waiting for? So for for so I feel like the longer if they can get a guarantee that that Ukraine will never join um, NATO, right? right? One, it it stops the conflict from happening now, and then two. There's less need of a conflict. I would still say that he probably will eventually invade. So saying Ukraine doesn't sign NATO, they won't invade. Not now. Okay. So hang on. Ukraine has applied for NATO membership. They obviously they want to get into NATO. Okay. Which means they've like I feel like expressing that you want to be a part of NATO is the same thing as expressing we don't want to be a part of Russia. Oh yeah, they don't want to be a part of Russia. Yeah. There, so there's ethnic Russians there. Yeah. That, that even there, they're like, no, we're Russian, they're not Ukrainian. But mm-hmm. th- like I said, the, the biggest thing for Ukrainians not wanting to be a part of Russia is the political... Democracy. Yes. Yeah. Democ- they want to be a democratic people. They don't want to go back to the way the Which, things Am work. I right? And I've heard that the Crimean Peninsula is majority Russians yeah. that live there. And yeah. so when Russia annexed it, it's yeah. like, look, it's kind of all us, right? Well, and, and um, to go further, they, they would say, really, Ukraine is all us. Like this is just natural, right? And then, uh, so Putin is you can't fight nature. <laughs> Putin is very smart, obviously. Um, he's not a dummy. So you know, uh, this is funny, right? So Germany, who's been getting a lot of flack, and I think rightly so because the way they've been acting, Germany uh, made an agreement with with Russia to get this pipeline created where they would be getting, I think, natural gas or oil or whatever directly from russia right and i believe they were they actually had an offer from the united states during the previous administration to get the oil from us but they decided to go with russia but but every but not everybody but a lot of people were like well why would you do that because 
you can get yourself in a precarious situation, which is right now. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> there's a threat supply. to Russia. You know, one of the sanctions or one of the threats is like this pipeline will not go through and that's money out of Russia's mm -hmm. pocket, right? So what did he do? He went to China, which mm. has got a boom, like a, a huge, not, I want to say a booming population, but a huge population. And it's like their neighbors, they will get oil and uh, natural gas, whatever, all these things that China needs mm -hmm. from Russia. And mm. Russia will continue to support their economy from China. Yeah. And it's like, you can't touch these guys like yeah. that. Um, so he went and did that. And then he made a statement that Taiwan shouldn't exist. And Who? so it's Putin. Oh, Really? Well, How recently was this? Uh, a week ago. Whoa! Yeah. So, I am surprised that I've not yes. heard this. So because Ch China's Ukraine like, is Taiwan. You're saying Taiwan should not exist. should not exist as a country because yeah. it should belong to, to China. China. Okay. So what do you think it, about that? What do I? Th well, I'm, what I'm saying is, if people don't know, you know, Chi Chi uh, Taiwan is China's Ukraine. Yeah. And so they both are benefiting from one another, making this joint statement. It's like. Hmm. Sanctions are not going to work here. Yeah. Uh, what do I think about China and Taiwan? It's like... Yeah, that's true. It's like if, if you put sanctions on Russia, you just send them running into the arms of... China. China. Yeah. And oh, wow. you, you cannot bankrupt China. You can't do that. Um, so, uh, honestly, a lot of this, if we wanted to... Like, this could get to be such a wonderful conversation, but a lot of this comes down to what you're teaching right now, World War One. Yeah. This is all... Uh, consequence of what happened in the 1900s mm. there was a battle for so there was established superpowers and mm. there was a there was uh, up-and-coming countries that mm. wanted to have a place in it and honestly the reason why Germany's not a superpower um, I mean they always had it against them the odds against them but it's because they were actually competing you know they had a fight against the established superpowers but if there was going to be another superpower that was going to rise from the Western sphere it was either going to be the United States or Germany. Mm. We know who won. Mm -hmm. The United States, right? So, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I just think of the Norm Macdonald joke. <laughs> yeah, right. They decided they want to go to the war. Who would they choose as their enemy? But the world. The world. They really did. Like, <laughs> obviously not the whole world, but like, I, I've been just kind of re-going through all this stuff. And I'm like, why did they just start declaring war like it was just oh, out of fashion? Yeah? Man. Um, so anyways. Going out of style. Going out of yeah. style. Um. This is why there are these 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 superpowers. China was in the eastern. It's either going to be China or Japan. Uh -huh. And uh, you know, if you're if you sided with the allies, you actually ended up having an open door, mm. right? So, anyways, um, China in the east uh, have gotten themselves in a position to be. I mean, they're a world power, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, they're the. I would say the second most powerful country in the yeah. world. Right. There's definitely a gap between. I mean, the United it States is and a China. massive jump from yeah. one to two. Yeah. And then three, four, five. You know, it's like. But you can even the stakes the way the Russia and China are doing it. Oh yeah, you like I mean? like so so from what I'm this is maybe the first time I'm I'm thinking this out loud, is like what this is all about really is deciding is Russia going to be a Western primary influenced nation or Eastern? Yeah. Like, are they going to be in bed with America and Europe more, or are they going to be in bed with China more? Yeah. And uh, it looks like they, there's definitely a possibility of pushing them out of the Western sphere yeah. and into the Eastern. And so, so basically right now it's, it's like NATO versus the outsiders, which is going to mm. be a Russia, Chinese, mm. North Korean, um, <coughs> alliance and i mean it could go further depending on what russia uh, what china wants to do i'm just so like 
I did not hear that Putin had said that oh, about yeah. Taiwan. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how did that never hit my radar? I, I don't know, but, like, as soon as uh-huh. I saw that, I was like, he... Oh, heck. Like, Putin knows what he's <laughs> doing. And, and yeah. it's like, you know, I'm not trying to criticize this administration or whatever. I mean, it's a difficult situation no matter what. But the, the thing is, if you think that you're just going to cripple Russia or stop them in any way, shape, or form from absorbing Ukraine, you're not. Mm. What's going to end up happening... If we cannot offer guarantees, is that Russia's like... To Ukraine, you're saying? No, guarantees to Russia that Ukraine won't be NATO. Oh, got it. Right, part of NATO. Because we're already sending weapons to Ukraine to defend themselves, right? Oof. You know what I mean? It's like, that, that's... <laughs> I get it. And it's like, also like, well, if you are if you look at Russia's point of view, it's like, well, this is only going to ramp up. Yeah. So for, for, for Putin's like, well, if you're not going to um, guarantee that, then we're going to do this now while we have this great big advantage uh-huh. uh and I, so that's what i'm saying i think an invasion is inevitable and the way he's put his troops like the russian troops and how belarus is helping out you know ukraine's not going to stand a chance it's going to be an ugly war and there's nothing the west is going to do about it because that would mean that they would have to start set they would have already had to send troops mm. to ukraine and i think they could have done it i think that if france germany united states whatever sent like fifty thousand troops and be like hey you know you start war our <clears throat> troops are in the way. Yeah. So you're ramping this up. Not to say that Russia wouldn't end up calling our bluff, but it's like that would have definitely got us militarily involved. But nobody's been talking about getting military involved, and they won't. And I think NATO is nothing but a paper tiger. It's nothing. It's mm. nothing. A scrap of paper. It's all it is. It's, it's just like uh, really what you have in Europe is you have, you know, the French and the British are, in my opinion, are really in the driving seat of Europe, but the British are also very, uh, what do you call it? They, they like to be independent. They just got separatistic. Out of, yeah, they, well, they want to. They got out of you know they had the Brexit right. They yeah. got out of uh, that kind of nationalistic. Influence. Yeah, they have. I mean, they have an Anglo sphere of influence or friendship, right? Mm-hmm. With not just the United States, but Canada, Australia. So they could mm-hmm. do kind of their own thing. Yeah. Um. So really, Europe is is this Franco-German. Uh, alliance right mm. and the french are the muscle and the germans are the bank mm. that's how it works uh but europe do they want to get into a big war with russia mm. good luck man like like the eu is an economic alliance that's all it is and it doesn't even work that well all the time mm. nato like yes if russia was going to invade germany for instance mm-hmm. yeah you're going to get a lot, at least, of European countries coming together because, like, the Russian threat is right at our border. Yeah. But this is Ukraine. Yeah. You know, like, like this does not push Russia into the border of Germany. This doesn't put Russia in the border. I mean, it does push him to Poland. But it's, it's like, that's as far as it'll go. Yeah. Why is he choosing Ukraine? Because he can. Because he mm. can expand there. I don't think he has many other options other than that. Mm. Uh, but... And, and like I said, Ukraine, I mean, it's got 40 million plus people. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a decent economy. It's going to have uh, more access to the Black Sea. It, it, it's just a win-win, I guess, in Putin's eyes, <clears throat> but it's going to be an ugly war. So mm-hmm. he's seeing, like, can I somehow get Ukraine in, in the position I want and do this in a way where we don't have to have the ugliest of wars? If not, we're going to do the ugly war thing. If, if, if I could somehow delay it, and set it up where it's just like so it's like a slower constriction yeah then i'm gonna do it that way so it's like it's inevitable this is inevitable 
there's going to be a conflict in Ukraine. There's just no doubt in my like mind. Like shots fired. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really? military. The Ukrainians have said that they want democracy. We will die defending our country. The Russians are not amassing their troops there for no reason or just for military yeah. exercises. They're they're going to they're going to use their military and mm. and it's going to be that. This is the end of we just have to accept there's still conflicts and there and there's still conventional wars that can still be fought despite all these uh, nuclear weapons out there. For China, I think it's also going to be inevitable they're going to try to absorb Taiwan. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Really? And especially if they got Russia's backing. You're saying it's soon really Russia's backing? What, I don't know what Russia adds to China. Resources. China adds a lot to Russia. But China's, you're saying like oil, natural yeah. gas. So for China, so like the reason why China wants to play nice with the world, and especially the United States, is like resources. Okay. We don't have enough resources for a billion and almost a half people, million, half billion people. Um, we so uh, it's like, but Russia has. I mean, it's only an increasing stockpile of oil mm. and natural gas. They're so rich in this mm. stuff, right? And, it's and just like, iron and yeah. like a lot of ores. So yeah. again, like this is going to benefit them. And if it's like, if the U.S. again is like sanctions, it's like, dude, we'll, we'll, we'll suffer yeah. through that. Like okay. we're going to get Taiwan. It's a big win. Yeah. Where do they go from there? Like China. So Russia is right Taiwan now. Taiwan is a big win for China because yeah. don't they produce the majority of like the, the microprocessors in the world? Are yeah. produced in Taiwan, uh, so it's like everything I they, that I mean, they're, they're, everything that has a computer in it. Yeah, like your phone, your car, your computer. <laughs> Quick, what else has computers? Your computer, your paintings. Yeah, <laughs> the vaccine. <laughs> the, vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tiny microchip that's in your vaccine. But yeah, Taiwan's an um, asset. But I was also saying, like symbolically, hey, there's no more. You know, like this, mm. this long fight has finally. Well, I mean, won. yeah, America's still at their doorstep as far as like Japan, South Korea. But are we yeah. gonna do something? And I'm just like, no. Is America gonna do something if China tries to militarily? Annex like, is that gonna? Yeah, go down that's in that's that's see. a good question. I almost hope I don't live to see that because it's like, well, I don't know. Part of me is curious, morbidly <laughs> curious. Like, it would be interesting. Story wise, Here, yeah. Okay, because here's the thing. Um. You know, Nicole asked what we were going to talk about, and also Nicole's not a very big history or geopolitics type of person. Yeah. And I said, oh, you know, we're probably going to talk about uh, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. And she goes, what's going on in Ukraine? <laughs> she has no idea. Like, if I told her Ukraine was, like, a province of Canada, I'd feel like she probably would have... <laughs> okay. She's brilliant. She's yeah. a brilliant woman That's when it comes not... to science yeah. and nutrition and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But, like, history and geography and all that kind of stuff is definitely not her forte. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I love how you're trying to be quiet. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, what was I saying? Um, this is the sort of thing that it's it's definitely on our radars, but it's hard to think that before World War One there were people who were like, Oh yeah, Germany isn't that like what Prussia used to be? Yeah. And like, oh, like they, I, they just had no. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, there probably were people like that. Yeah. But I feel like most people probably knew, at least a little bit about what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, now I think that, I think you're right about. Well, here's the thing. Regardless of what happens with Ukraine, NATO is going to be on Russia's border. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Whether whether Ukraine You're flips right. Russia or whether it flips NATO, yeah. it's going to be on Russia's border. 
which is a problem for Russia. Yeah. Um, so I think that the idea of pushing Russia away from Europe and closer into ties with China, especially with China's need for all the things that Russia has, is inevitable. Okay, mm -hmm. so this gets to what I think is the, the juicier part, of, mm -hmm. or maybe the more philosophical part of the conversation is, okay. do you think we should get involved? I'm not asking what we will do no, or what no, no, you think no. we will do, but like, no, do you think should, that yeah. the United States should get involved uh, with Russia annexing a, a nation full of people who don't want to be Russians? Right. Uh, so I, I think I brought this up last time we hinted at this conversation because I watched um, On the Edge of War. Uh, Munich. Munich on the Edge yeah. of War. Um, again, watch that movie because it really. What's it on? It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah? I think so. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I need to watch it. I, I've it's heard good. the other history teacher at our school highly recommended it to yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be teaching about World War II in a couple weeks. <laughs> so, but what it does is good, like, understanding what it's like to be in that tension. position. Yeah, the yeah. tension. And we're, we're reliving it now. Um, like I said, I think nukes are going to keep this into a localized thing. But, like, what? yeah, what do you do? You If you know history... You know how this goes, and you know the kind of person Putin is. It's like, if it was up to him, he's not going to stop at Ukraine. But, you know, you're, you're, we're talking about lives that are mm -hmm. going to end. No doubt. Misery. Mm -hmm. This is what war is. Is this the hill we die on? Mm -hmm. For sure, I know that Russia is saying yes. For us, can we afford uh, to not die on this hill? Can we afford to not die on this? Yeah. Mean? Like, and, can we afford to not step in? Yeah. You're saying, okay. What do you mean? Like, if, what's the cost? Uh, if we, if we step in. What's at, the cost if we don't step in? Well, it's. Because you're saying, can we afford yeah. to not do it? It's a stronger it? Russia who's not on our side, obviously. Okay. And this could start other conflicts. Um. I know with like Baltic countries, Estonia, Lithuania, stuff like, I think he has his eye on some of that as well. I, I think there is a line they can't cross. I think there's a line where the European countries just for practically like they're getting too close. We and that to... line is Germany. <laughs> I think it's Poland actually. Okay, yeah, um, that's fair. But <laughs> I don't actually know. That's the thing. It's like I yeah. don't know how strong. Like Europe could be strong, but they're so fat and happy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say and and. Europe really benefits from the fact that America exists. Yep. And it's like, yep. oh man, why is it that these Danish people can have free healthcare and yeah. we can't? It's like, well, they don't have to have a military yeah. because they can just trust that if anything ever happens, they will get involved, you know? Yes. So, and I'm not saying that our healthcare shouldn't be better and, you know, no, money just, is that's not just what wasted. It is. But yeah, it's like the United States has to be the muscle mm -hmm. of at least what purports itself to be the free world. Right. You know? And the fact that, like, you know, again, in the previous administration, there was a push for European countries to be paying at least their 1% into mm. the NATO budget. Mm -hmm. There was just a struggle for that. It was just showing you how... Um, lackluster. The lackluster. Yeah. On the other side of the token, though, like, France <laughs> has been wanting Europe to be more independent. Mm. And so mm. they're actually wanting this. Has been wanting Europe to be more independent yeah, like, of America? Of America. Okay, yeah. So, like, yeah. you don't have to rely on... I'm all on, for that, man. And, and so am I. Yeah. It's like, because of this situation, Ukraine is so far from us. 
Yeah. And so you're saying, can we afford it? Like, yes, we yeah, as heard, America can totally afford that. I, I heard uh, someone say, like, the way that you hear people talk on the news about it, you would think that Ukraine is, like, just south of Mexico or, like, just yeah. off the coast of Nova Scotia or something. It's yeah. like, oh, it's, it's you know, 140 miles away. It's like, no. it's essentially the other side of the planet. Yeah. And here's the thing is... Russia basically borders the yeah. United States yeah. just on the other side, <laughs> you know? I, I saw some, someone posted on Reddit. It was like, dear uh, dear Russia and America, if you go to war, can you please do it? Like between, was it Kamchatka and yeah. Alaska? Like, yeah. can, you, can you please just have your war over there where there's no one who's going to... Like, please don't do it in the middle of <laughs> Europe where people are trying to live their lives. Can you please do That's it in pretty frozen wasteland? Yeah. Or like the North Pole, you know? Yeah. The North Pole is right between Canada, which yeah. is, you know, basically the United States. Right. And, uh... Or, and uh and russia so it's like yeah, yeah that's Alaska's actually a really it's a really good idea is have the war between alaska and <laughs> is it kamchatka i only know because i've played risk yeah before and i know there's that one but i think like the the one with like that big backwards florida kind of looking peninsula yeah, yeah. i feel like it starts with a y or there's a y in kamchatka put whatever okay sure i don't know uh but i think that's a clever uh solution solution yeah. it's like but, why would you do all this fighting and dying in countries like lithuania <laughs> ukraine estonia it's like just have your war but people don't there. realize that alaska's also far from the mainland u.s like alaska's far oh yeah it is awkward it's how, huge yeah it's huge but, but it's, it's just like awkward far, yeah. how far it is it's like have you seen like alaska projected over the continental united states yeah and it's like wow it, I I think there are like twenty five other states that if you combine them are smaller than Alaska. Yeah, no. I mean they're the smallest. It's the states from it's, smallest it's, to you know mid range, but yeah, it's, it's very also large. very barren because it's hard. It's harsh conditions. Yeah, but so it's very big. So what I like, I kind of I was curious about like more about this stuff. So I, I looked it up uh, at seven oh nine. They updated it today. That apparently milk intelligence says like Russia will attack Ukraine at the end of the week. By the end of yeah, this week, see, yeah, and they say that school 80, week or they say that eighty percent. Apparently, they got eighty percent of the military. Am I gonna have my? Am I gonna have my Saturday morning? That's a teacher. That's a I could have said business question. week. A teacher's question. The school week. But they said eighty percent. You need to submit um, this to me like, by the end. Of the week. military is over there. No, 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 not eighty percent of the military. 80% of Russia's military yeah, is on the border with Ukraine? They have a lot. They have like a million man military. Right now they have like 130,000 How many people live in Russia? Okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm something. sorry. That was my point. It says U.S. officials say Russia now has 80% of the forces it will need yeah. to launch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. But, um, so this is, Holy crap. this is why the U.S. is doing this. Because... It's like they're charging up a, a special attack and yeah. they're at 80%. Uh, the U.S. is doing that a lot because it doesn't afford Russia. What they're trying to do is like not allow Russia to have their own narrative, right? It's like the U.S. every day is like, oh, they're going to invade. They're going to invade or they're going to try to do this way. I don't know if you heard where they're going to. They said that the Russians are trying to fabricate an event. to False flag. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Gulf like, of Tonkin. They're trying to get that out so that that people are always having their eye on Russia and that, you know, the Russia can't tell their own narrative. Agent provocateur. That's what I was trying to think of before. Yeah. And yeah, Gulf of Tonkin, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Oh man, we got to like do a podcast and all these, uh, 
dark history where we talk about all the things that we're referencing offhand yeah right now <laughs> but i'm just like the gulf of Thailand, like the vietnam yeah. right oh well yeah i mean all that all that just showed people look your government is willing to lie you into war yeah. and then what's happened in the united states since then it's like we know that there are weapons of mass destruction in iraq under yeah. saddam hussein and it's like we go over there we're at war for a decade, and then the U.S. government's no. like, yeah, we knew there was nothing, but, like, we need an excuse to go to war, so what did you want us to do? Like, just tell the truth the whole time? <laughs> that was another thing I was like, what should I do a false flag? Flag, Yeah. And, like, oh, like, give me an excuse to go. Yeah. Like, Which that sounds like us to say, like, hey, they're gonna do a false flag. We better be ready to go to war at a moment's notice, yeah. because if anything happens... It's definitely them feigning aggression on our part. Yeah. So, yeah. So we still haven't answered the question of should the United States get involved? I don't know if I, like, you know, personally, the opinion of my own, my own opinion. Right? Um, if I have... <laughs> personally, the opinion personally, of my own, my own opinion. The redundancy. Um, I don't know if I have... If I've got an answer for that. Honestly, like, as a Christian, I don't really want to get involved in the politics of the world. Because, as we kind of said already, this is nothing new. And unfortunately, yeah. it's not going to go anywhere. Um, but it's just kind of like, eh, from a historical perspective and still being part of this world, it's like, hmm. If, you, if we get involved and we stop Russia, I don't know how that's... Like, how, how long does that war go on? How many thousands of people die before nukes hope, are going to be? We hope it's in the thousands. Yeah. It's World War Two. I mean, what was the death count in World War Two? Like troops, civilians, and everything. Like yeah. That? It was fifty plus million. I was going to say it was well, like I, is, I thought it was more than that. I just put at fifty and then plus. It's yeah. I I don't know exact number, but it's like it's depressing, and I don't know how in the like the world survived. The, the 20th century. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it happened. That is definitely the grace of God. Oh, man. Because you you look at all the, like, okay, since 1945, no nuclear missiles have been used in armed conflicts, you know? And they've grown by the thousands! Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we built all these things and then didn't use them, or at least so far haven't used them. So oh it's like, gosh. the fact that we got out of the Cold War alive is crazy to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, when you look at you look at the body count of World War Two, and then you look at all these other wars, like all the other wars since then, you know, Vietnam and Korea and... You know, Just like what happened Persian in Gulf Russia and China also. Yeah. You know, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. The body counts from communism, like under Mao. It is horrific. Yeah, so including civilians, military, and everything, it was um, about 85 million people. Oh, my jeez. And that's just World War off II. by a factor of 35 yeah. million. Yeah. You're off that's... by, like, California. So, to me, that's about 3% of the world population at the time. At 1940, it was about 3% of the population. When did they, when did they count... World War One started. And that's my difficulty is I don't know when you should start. When did World War yeah. One tech or I'm sorry, two technically start? Well, for the United States, forty one. Yeah, it's forty one. It's actually almost forty two. Yeah, yeah, December seventh. Um, or December eighth, right? Was it the next day? It was the next day. It's like, well, gotta get a nap. I don't know. This is this is when like United States, but saying is September first, thirty nine. So they're counting from September 1st, 39. Okay. That's Poland. And then, like, if you look at the China-Japan stuff that even predated that. Yeah. You know? 
So, holy oh, wow. yeah, but you're right. Holy. Like you, you teaching the 1900s. I'm like, guys, you have no yeah. idea how crazy it is that we're here right now. <laughs> that there's that there is a here to be right now. You oh, know, man. Um, and especially the nuclear option. But even before that, it's like yeah. you know, you you read about the poets. Like you know, you read you read Hemingway after World War One, and it's like just the the dismal outlook of of the world and the future and how art changed and just became mm. more nihilistic and, and hopeless and and uh you know you, you read the poetry of the time where it's like oh yeah this this is definitely the end of days like this we've never seen anywhere close to this amount of conflict yeah. like okay you go back to the last major wars you have the napoleonic wars uh, right. And then you go back further than that. It's like okay, you have the Thirty Years' War, you know. And then you go back before that. It's like, I mean, gosh, you're gonna basically have to go back to the Roman Empire to get to another major, major war, like the Punic Wars or something, uh, mm. or the Gallic Wars. But even the the Napoleonic Wars, the closest thing that you got, it's like what a hundred years before World War One. Mm. And it's like okay, people are dying by cannons and uh, guns. Muskets, muskets. There we go. Uh, being maybe trampled to death by a horse or something. Yeah. And then you get World War One, and it's like now you have <sighs> explosives, and you know you still have cannons and now mortars, and you have machine guns or Maxim guns. You have uh, mustard gas. Oh you my have, gosh. dude, it's like planes. Whoa. Airplanes have only been around for like eight years, and we've weaponized them, Isn't that and we great? put a Isn't gun it? in it, and it's like the the. Just teaching about these pilots that a lot of them, like, originally you had pilots, so pilots were originally just for scouting, yeah. and then they would, like, you know, have a bunch of bombs that they could drop, you know, by pulling a lever, and then the first guns was just, like, the pilot would have a gun in his hand, and he'd try to shoot the other pilot, like, flying next to him, yeah. so, uh, or maybe you'd have a guy with a rifle, you know, behind you or something. Anyway, but yeah, it's like the the landscape of violence had just changed so drastically. And oh, yeah. and another thing that I heard, something a lot of people, including myself, don't really think about, is how big of a difference barbed wire made. And Ugh. barbed wire, like this is the first major war that barbed wire had been used in, because it's actually really intensive to make. It's really difficult to make. And mm. so, like, there was no barbed wire in the Civil War, in right. the American Civil War. But now it like you know that totally changes the way that you do war and trench warfare and everything. It's a nightmare. So mm. yeah, when you consider like what sorts of things are you willing to go to war and fight and die and send sons and husbands and fathers over to fight and die for, like you you better be sure. You better be sure that this is worth it. And I don't think it's worth it. My my thing is Ukrainian sovereignty. First of all. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty non-interventionist when it comes to like my foreign policy in the first place. I I do think you have to keep an eye on certain situations, but I think the best, like, what's happening in China right now, just with their expansion of economic power, is way more intense. <coughs> you good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is is way more concerning, I guess would be the word, than if Russia annexed Ukraine. Right. Um, and then it's like, okay, if Russia annexing Ukraine is enough of a thing for us to send soldiers over. Why the heck are we not in North Korea? When you look at the North Korean government and what they do to their own people and the threat that they pose to South Korea and Japan, right. it's like, why would we not be over there? Yeah. You know, if, if Ukraine is a, if Ukraine is a six, 
then North Korea is like a 24. You know, it's like, where do we need to be? Yeah. What what level do we need to be? And part of that is just like China. You know, China's um, hand in North Korea. Also, North Korea has the nuclear option. But Russia has the nuclear option. Oh, definitely. So, uh, so that's, I, I yeah, don't know I, how that will play out. I, I'm pretty in favor of saying, like, let's let's not get involved. Right. Okay? If Ukraine's close allies, like... Poland. Poland and Hungary and... Uh, no, Hungary actually is more allied to Russia. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm wrong. Isn't that crazy? So who? Poland? I don't know. What do you think? Slovakia? I don't know how those countries are going to deal with this because yeah. they don't want Russia. It would be the new Russian border, right? And yeah. it's like, I, I don't know what they would do. I know that Poland and Ukraine are pretty close allies. Mm. But again, Poland can't stand against Russia by itself. Yeah. So this, this, this is why it bleeds into NATO. Also makes me wonder, like, okay, so I heard that statistic. You know, Russia has a smaller GDP than massachusetts it's like okay well what is poland's in comparison and what's their population in comparison as well because it's size wise you you know you look at a map and russia looks huge and poland looks i don't know like texas or something it's it's definitely smaller than texas but you know it's it looks like the size of iowa or something right okay so then it's like but population wise what kind of numbers are we looking at poland is 37.9 million yeah nice 30 okay so that's a fifth, that's more than a fifth. Well, it's it's not just population. Oh, it's not just population, right? Because yeah. technically, Poland could have, you know, less exaggerated and say they have two hundred million people. What's okay. their military? Because if their military, no, no, he just looked it up. They have one hundred forty million people. One hundred forty-four. No, no, no. I'm saying Poland could have a population of two hundred million. Oh, got it, got it. If they don't have the military yeah. capability at this moment, <clears throat> like Russia will take over. Which it's like you were saying. Europe's been fat and happy for so long. They yeah. haven't had to have really robust militaries. The, the countries, and yeah. because they've been able to say like, oh, Big Brother America will take yeah. care of it. And it's like, well, no the heck we won't. Partially because we're going to be fighting our own race war over here, like you were saying. <laughs> and so. uh, partly because it's like, look, it's not... It's not. Well, I mean, okay, for, for me, I would say it's not our problem. But, boy, you watch Fox News and CNN and they... Both sure seem to be talking like it is very much our problem. Yeah. And my thing is like, okay, yeah, these are people who are losing money because we're no longer at war with Afghanistan and they need a new war to make money off of. Well, I, Putin is not a good guy. And what? what? <laughs> and like how Putin, this is... That wasn't me that said that. <laughs> I know you're listening to this. Um, uh, well, so I would say it's like, as far as America and our the way that we were born, it's just like I mean the country, not individually. We can we always have a heart or a soft heart towards situations like with Ukraine and Ukrainians and what they're going through because they want to just be free from tyranny, and that's what our whole spiel was being free from tyranny and democracy and all this stuff. So like I get why it's in the news. The whole like is it worth it? It's like this isn't like you said it's not a big threat for us. More for Europe. And a bigger threat for us is China because there's a lot more... Uh, I, I don't want to say borders, but like there's there's a lot more touching points, it seems. Yeah. Uh, well, us. and borders. I mean, they're, they're water borders. Yeah. But as far as like 
U.S. naval space versus Chinese naval space. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So for the U.S. and its and the interests of of just the U.S., um, you know, a strong Russia in Europe is not great, and neither is a strong China in, over in in Asia. So we really have to pick our battles because, you know, like even if Ukraine falls into Russia's hands, that's not really going to affect us too much. You know, it's not like we lose superpower capabilities. Superpower that sounds like a yeah. comic, but like we're not a world like we don't lose our status as as a little power. Even if China takes over Taiwan, we still don't lose it then. Uh, but it's just like okay, but our enemies are only getting stronger. Mm -hmm. So at some point, it's like while we are <clears throat> punching ourselves in the face, it, even if know? we're if we're not punching ourselves in the face, we're not getting any stronger. So it's just like yeah. our enemies are only going to start catching up, and it's that's the point. It's like when do you draw the line of sand? I don't know. I don't get paid to make those decisions, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's just a sad situation in Ukraine. But this is Europe's problem, and Europe's got to be the big boys. And I think this is really going to be the leaders uh, of how the situation, this conflict is going to be solved. It's going to be the UK and France and Germany, but more economically than, than obviously militarily. Yeah. Do you and, think it's worth it for America to get involved if China annexes Taiwan? No, no, yeah. no, and it's it, because uh, like I think when you, that actually really does affect us to a certain extent, but it's not. It's like again, what, what, what I think I'm trying to picture is how a conflict goes because it's like okay, a couple of thousand people die and until I mean it's, it could be worse, but it's like people will die and the conflict will go until nukes are starting to be part of the conversation, and then we're gonna be like, all right, we don't want to go that far. Well, but again, so what does Ukraine have that we need? Is the answer is nothing. No. You know? But then what does Taiwan have that we need? And remember what I said. Like, they produce... I believe it is the majority of microprocessors that are produced in the world are yeah. produced through Foxconn or, you know, adjacent companies in Taiwan. So it's like, you want to talk about a supply chain shortage. Like, yes. how are you going to mine your Bitcoin? Right. You know? Well, I think we have allies that will eventually replace that if we lose it. Right? I mean, Japan is still a very capable country. South Korea can be a very capable country in, in regards to that, or uh, the Philippines. What we don't want to do is lose influence in that side of the world. Yeah. So Taiwan could technically go. It's not the best situation for us. Mm -hmm. But how does a conflict look like? I, I don't know what a conflict looks like. I don't even know what a conflict looks like, like well, Europe and then Russia. Uh -huh. Because there's nukes there. Yeah. So until they want to stop fighting, they're going to fight. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know how this all works. I don't think we all know how it like, is. It is also an interesting to think about. Okay, World War One and World War Two. Why were we able to be such ballers? The and U.S. The answer, yeah. Uh, well, it depends on what how you why were you talking about as far as being ballers like industrially. Well, why were we able to be such like massive, powerful, game changing, you know, a, a, a massive, well, powerful, game changing uh, effect in both circumstances. We had two oceans that that kept our enemies like it was difficult for the enemies sure, to cool. attack us and and we just we were such a massive country like like well, what we could do industrially was I incredible. I think I think you're missing the most crucial especially with World War One and that's we just waited like we True. just we weren't involved at, yeah. at the you know when the when um you know when the war started we were just kind of hanging out yeah you know making movies and <laughs> and making model t fords or whatever and then yeah. 
And it's like, okay, you guys tired over there? It's like eventually we went over and everybody was already defeated basically with World War yeah. One, And then we just kind of mopped up. World War Two, we were definitely more in the thick of it. Um, but we could definitely be in the thick of it. Like, you're saying for this one. No, I'm talking about World War Two. Like we could afford to be in the thick of it. It was like we had such capabilities. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And really like was. Japan knew that. And they missed they sh- they shot their shot. It is kind of missed. really weird that they did what they did. It doesn't make sense. So that man. Also, we you look at yeah, all the all the things that went wrong for them at Pearl Harbor. Like you've read about all that, like, you know, most of our aircraft carriers just weren't present at that time because <laughs> they were out at sea, yeah. you know, doing military but, exercises. But, and then it's <sighs> like like you just read down the list of all the things that Japan like you could not have calculated for this is just something that um they wound up going wrong for them and it's like man if a certain set of those things had not gone wrong for japan like our navy might really have been crippled you know in the pacific in a way so like okay this is because you know i've I've had plenty of i've listened to plenty of things and, and heard plenty of people and it's like the Axis powers in World War II, they were the underdogs by so many factors. The yeah. fact that Germany were in the position that they were by 1940 was a shock. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. And then they blew it away within about two years. Well, and it's almost like, you know, they had grown so fast is almost unsustainable. Like, uh, you know, the whole Rome wasn't built in a, in a day thing. It's like the, the Roman Empire took hundreds of years yeah. to build and so it took hundreds of years yeah. to fall yeah. and then you look at like alexander the great or napoleon or these guys built massive empires pretty much overnight and then yeah. they just dissolved it like is. as soon as they weren't there to lead them right. they just dissolved the, the thing so is the same thing with hitler with with hit well with the germans you know the nazis and uh, <coughs> the, the italians are kind of a they're not a non-factor but it's, it's kind of a sense very secondary yeah <laughs> But uh, with Japan, they got in their own heads. They, I really feel like the only thing I can explain the way they acted and the decision they made were like, oh, man, like for Japan, like, oh, man, we, we're taking on China. We're beating them. We've, we've, we've got all these islands. Like, nobody stands a chance for yeah. against us here. Yeah, we could take on the U.S. And it's like, okay, even if you crippled the Navy at Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. how are you going to invade the U.S.? <laughs> it's so massive. Like, you had no chance. Like, and then hold on to, yeah. to China. And then it's the same thing with... with um, with with Germany, it's like you haven't. Bro, do you think that Pearl Harbor was a false flag? <laughs> <laughs> there are people who think that. Oh They're... my gosh! Yes. Really? Well, because it's like the U.S. technically did know that Japan were thinking about attacking Pearl Harbor. Dude, how many people died in that attack? Uh, that's not good. That's what I'm saying. We could do a darker podcast on Jamie, these kinds of things. Pull that up. <laughs> but um, with with Germany. They they took care of France. I mean, France will re, will have a resurgence. But six thousand. I'm gonna say six thousand in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I think it's twenty three hundred or something. Like that. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four hundred. Okay. Dang. I was also just there this this Christmas. <laughs> but um, so G- Germany like took care of uh, France, you know, Poland or whatever, and and they're sitting pretty, but they haven't won the war by any means because still facing them is the greatest. Like the largest empire in the world, you like the, the U.S. No, the, Wait, the British on. Empire. Oh, okay, hang on. Sorry. The British had oh. a lot of capabilities. You know, yeah. if of course if Britain was connected uh, to Europe, like actually physically, mm-hmm. like they could have fallen. But they, you still didn't get their empire. I mean, that's how France kind of was able to still like with the free Function, French and everything. Yeah. 
And so it's like, and that disadvantage of Germany was because they lost World War One. So this all has repercussions in back mm -hmm. as far as then. So what do they do? They haven't beaten Britain by 1941, right? Britain's still kind of, Britain's still very much there and giving them problems. You know, Italy's acting <laughs> like a little child, like a little Getting brother. Getting in trouble in the Balkans. They definitely are, yeah. And so, but what do they do in 1941? They invade Russia. Like, why yeah. would you do that? It really, it's really dumb. <sighs> it's like... And then, and then what do they do? They declare war on the United States because of Japan. So by 1942, yeah. you've got like everybody that can kick your butt going against you. Is now you. at war. Yeah. When everybody <laughs> was just chilling, you know? Have you guys ever seen, I think it's what like this. Have you guys ever seen, um, it's a YouTube channel called Oversimplified? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my that goodness. That guy... Scott World War Two is so funny. Yeah, it's like, so good. It's like talking about it's like one on, uh, Joe and the Bush. French Revolution is like, probably. Why would you do that? It's like why? <laughs> why would you do that? I that don't know no why. That, that was like that was just not smart. He's like hello, like listen to his advice all the way until this point. I've actually listened to a recording of Hitler. He talks to. The... Oh, I don't want to hear his voice, dude. That guy. Okay, whatever. I'm not like that. I'm just sound like that. Just sounds. I feel like there's just an evil. I'm not believing like spirits and stuff. But I feel like that. I don't believe in spirits. <laughs> not like that. Like, right, like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, so, but he's talking with the Finnish um, prime minister, prime minister leader at the time, King. and he actually goes over a little bit of what happened with Russia, and he's like, and and it's kind of interesting because he's like, I didn't, I kind of didn't want to do it. But then it was almost like, yeah, he got convinced that he kind of had to do it at that time. And it's just like, he, he's talking about it regrettably mm. because he's losing the war. Like, you know, pretty much, you know, they, they almost make it a Moscow. They get beaten there and then Stalingrad happens. And it's just like a big giant retreat from there. Like from 19, after 1942, I mean, even in 1942, it's just a losing war for the Axis. Mm. They lose it midway. Right. And, and that's just japan is retreating from then it's like of course you got the united states you've got the you know the british empire and russia all together you're not going to be able to stand a chance and then france will come back into it and then like that just adds more and who are your allies germany and japan italy who is not doing well and then they they want to but they can't and then you got romania hungary austria uh, well, yeah, Austria gets absorbed, but like you got Romania, Hungary, and uh, Bulgaria, and it's like choose your friends, buddy. <laughs> They're not gonna help you. Oh, it's just, it's just like, but then that sets up for our world now, right? And obviously yeah. the communism and stuff. But it's like China gets to get a, to become more of a world power. Russia's a world power. The United States is a world power, and and you know there's European powers, but they're kind of on the same gang, and that's where we're at today. Mm. You know and it's a mess it's a mess man but like that's been the driving force of conflicts almost for for a, over 100 years what do you mean like the the setup from the 1900s oh, yeah. you know it's the same players like from the end of world war one yeah the way that the lines got drawn yeah same yeah. players the same that's why we're having these conflicts and it's just uh <clears throat> There was a, a try for a, a kind of a reestablishment of the world order, and it kind of did. There was just more players, but like, look at who are the players in the world, really? Mm -hmm. It's the it's the United States, the UK, France, Russia, and China. They have the permanent seats. Wait, hang on. 
So you said United States, UK, France, Russia, China. Oh, yeah, the, the permanent... Yeah, the permanent veto. seats in the UN, yeah. which is... Council. Is pointless in one sense, but if you have, like, veto power like they mm -hmm. do, like, it's a great diplomatic tool. Yeah. Um, so they have that. They also have the nukes. Mm -hmm. The only realistic uh, power, I feel like, that, that can join with them is going to be India, if they can get their act together, because they have the nukes, they have the population. Join with whom? Join this big five. Um, oh, okay. You know? Oh, um, like, who's the next biggest, like, yeah. up-and-comer? Yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah. It is, it is interesting when you look at, like, what the next largest countries are as far as population. So, you know, China, yeah. India, and then the U.S. is a distant third. But uh, it's like, you look Which at these other ones, You look at the other, like, major countries, and you're like, okay, as far as their militaries go, like, you have Indonesia, I believe is next, hmm. um, Mexico, Mostly Nigeria, Canada. Bangladesh, and it's like, there's not really a ton of uh, military no. to be spoken of there. Well, um, it's like, so let's say Indonesia wants to also come and be a part of the, the gang, right? Mm -hmm. They need one thing that everyone that I mentioned has. Nukes. Nukes. Yeah. You think the rest of them want that? Yeah. No. Which is why, to me, it's so interesting that a country like Pakistan, like Pakistan has nukes. I know. You know, you kind of get how North Korea has it because they're the crazy guy yeah. who has it. And so there's kind of a slot in your mind for them to occupy. Yeah. But Pakistan, it's like, how did you... Where? How did this happen? Who, who, who gave you that to you, man? To be like, here. Yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to have a seat at this table, buddy. But and um, how there hasn't been a war? I mean, I guess it's the between news. India and Pakistan. Oh like, my gosh, that is so a we, miracle. It, it really doesn't benefit anybody to have more uh, nuclear powers. And we didn't mention another one actually that I remembered because it's not official. Israel. Hang on. Oh, oh wait, no, sorry. I mentioned Israel. Did you mention it? Yeah. So oh. hang on, we got United States. So we got the, the, the five yeah. council members, Pakistan, India, North Korea, and Israel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> they played it well, the the Jewish people. Yeah. Because they got their, their nukes and they, they, I mean, I don't know if it's luck or whatever. I don't believe in luck. Uh, but it's just like they survived the so many. <laughs> the odds, yeah. They survived so, so many wars that should have destroyed them. Yeah. But this is the world we live in. These are the players. Everybody else can have their wars. Yeah. But anytime they want to be it's like, like a if world Serbia player. And, you know, if Serbia and Albania want to go to war over Kosovo. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, have fun that, over that, there. That's like, cute. You know, we're, we'll be over here deciding the fate of yep. biological beings mm -hmm. as a whole. Yeah. You know? Well, no, this is all going to have to get resolved soon. You know why? At least before November. <laughs> Tell us why. Because is of, it because of some anime no, that's coming? No, it's because out? of the World Cup. Oh heck yeah! They, they're like, they're oh been, yeah. About that because he's like, how does wait this, a minute. How does this work? Hang on. For the like, World Cup, do you, does Ukraine, if they're absorbed into Russia, they don't get to fight in the World Cup? <laughs> so uh, the, not the good thing, but the thing is, right now, neither the Ukraine or, or, Russia. or Russia are in the World Cup. They have to still qualify. Yeah. So. There's none of that, but like if this conflict gets much bigger, it'll probably cancel the World Cup, which will suck. I don't want that. But they did that for World War Two. Where right? was this supposed to be? Oh, it's uh, supposed to be in Qatar. Qatar. So it's that. That's not the problem. But, but it's like if countries are at war with one another, that they're not. And well, it's like the Olympics that are going on right now. I guess the Olympics are a bit different. But like, so like, if let's say uh, Serbia and and Albania were in a game 
against each other in the World Cup, and they're also having a conflict. Yeah. They're either going to have that game canceled, because yeah, or nobody's in the stands because yes, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, and the Albanians have provoked the Serbians. Um, there's these two Albanian Whoa. Swiss players. So they play for Switzerland. Albanian. Okay, there we go. Uh, so they play for the Swiss team, but they're Albanian born, right? And Switzerland played Serbia, and those two Albanian players, for whatever reason, <laughs> happened to score the goals against Serbia, oh. and they did this, which nobody can see. The double-headed the eagle. Du- the double-headed yeah. eagle, while they did that, and it's like way to piss people off. Yeah, that's not peace. That's Albania. Yeah. Uh, double-headed dove. Yeah. So it's like. Anyways, uh, you mentioned soccer, and I got excited. Anyways, uh, but yeah. That's uh, where the world is. That's Ukraine and Russia. It's going to be fun. I, I do think that invasion is inevitable. It just depends on how diplomatically if they can get anything involved. But, but nothing, like nothing has worked. Like nothing has been resolved whatsoever. Mm. You know, the, the... I am super curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. Almost morbidly so. But it's like at the same time, I am kind of with David where it's like, why hasn't this gone off yet? Like, what's the holdup? What's the, what's the dam that's holding back the torrent? Yeah, of... I think, and there's always things behind the scenes, but I think two reasons that we can dis- discern are one, like David said, you know, eighty percent World Cup. No, no, not not World Cup. Nothing like that. But eighty okay, percent, uh, they don't have the forces they need just yet. It takes time to mobilize, right? What happens when a hundred percent? They're at 100% capacity. Uh, yeah. And then also, if, if if Russia can get those guarantees from the West, they can they can post, post, postpone the war. And they could get themselves in a better position. Uh, yeah, because, so it's almost like you'd rather it sooner than later. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. Like, just do yeah, it. because right now, Ukraine is probably going to be the, as the longer as they can. Yeah, the longer it it is between now and when the war starts, the better it is for Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it sucks to talk about this because there, there are people that are going to die. It's, mm. It really sucks. And, like, um, the mayor of Kiev is a famous boxer. Like, I used to watch him. His name is Vitaly Klitschko. Mm. And his brother, they, they were brothers. They, they both fought. They're both heavyweight champions, the Klitschko brothers. Um, their dad was a Soviet soldier, but they're Ukrainian. And so um, he has gone on like Fox News or some of Fox News and saying, you know, talking about the situation. <laughs> and um, he he said, like, I will die defending Kiev. I will fight with my because wow. they also were in the military because when they were younger, it was, cons- you know, conscripts. Yeah. And it's just so sad because it's, like, it's not just him, but this puts a face to it. It's like, I, I don't want to see that guy die. I don't want to see people die. I really yeah. don't. Um, but you're, if you're looking at it, if you're honest, it's like, it's going to happen. Mm. There's just no, I'm always trying to like what Travis said. It's like, I don't think the U S will get involved just because like, yeah, are you going to be that guy that's, you know, sends family, you know, mm. to go die for like something you shouldn't, you wouldn't need to get involved in. Is, is Ukrainian sovereignty worth losing your dad over? Like this, if you're if you're a six year old boy, yeah, yeah, is is the fact that Ukraine is having a border dispute, like is that how are you gonna feel if you lose your dad because of that? Right, and you I'm know? also like, I was like, okay, well, 
there's other countries that need a lot more help mm. that could use Ukraine, I'm, not, I'm not saying the Korean style also, but like like versus like North Korea like that's that's a big one. And I'm not even saying I, that I think we should get involved over there, but I think if there is anyone who thinks we should be involved anywhere and they think that we shouldn't be involved in North Korea, like it you got to you got to dis- like explain yeah, it doesn't why, you know. Um like that is bona fide hell yeah. what's going on in North Korea. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> right but you know what we're talking about is is worth getting involved if you're an American. Yeah. yeah, you know this is so it's contextualized. This is not like we don't care about Ukraine or whatever. This is just look. This is our like. Yeah. This is the real world. We're not mm-hmm. all holding hand hand. Like we're nations that have our own interests and everything yeah. like that. It doesn't make sense yeah. for us to, to to lose lives over Ukraine. And also, it's like where does it stop? Like okay, we help this I country, then we have you know we help this country. Like well, when does it stop? That's yeah. that's the the problem is trying to find a balance where you're helping people, you're loving your neighbor. I guess you can kind of put it that way, as as an as Americans helping our neighbors, uh, you know, because you have a situation where there's a, an aggressor and it's wanting mm-hmm. to invade and oppress whatever, and also not being the world's police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should be the world police. Mm-hmm. I don't think no. we're we've been morally uh, squeaky clean, squeaky yeah. clean <laughs> like we. So it's just like, uh, it's, it's just... A, yeah, I know. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it to go get involved. And Eric, you're saying you don't think we will. No. No, uh, no because... Yeah. Look, there's the three of us here saying that, and it's not like we're super left-leaning or just like, you know... Yeah. We're not... Liberals. We don't have an agenda. To yeah, push. we don't have an agenda or anything, but like, obviously wars are not popular with liberals. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they're revolutionary, like revolutionary, uh, people like Che Guevara and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I even think with, you know, you look with, uh, Trump and he's kind of in the face of at least a section of conservatives in this country. Mm-hmm. And he was also like, we should, we should get out of Afghanistan. Yeah. So I do not see yeah. a political landscape where we want to get involved. Hmm. So there's going to be a war. Yeah, is there the will in America to go to this war? And the thing is, like, man, I feel like I see so much propaganda. Not, well, maybe propaganda as far as, like, the the media saying, like, oh, this is super important. We have to do this. We have to, you know, like, you know, protect against Russian expansion and aggression into the Western, you know, hemisphere and or, you know, toward Western Europe. And it's like, dude, you... It's like trying to get me to be afraid of, like, a, a character in a video game or, so, you know, a character in a movie. It's like, look, this, sure, you prop them up to be this, you know, big bad empire. And, yeah, we all remember 60s, 70s, 80s when it really was, like, this could be the end of humanity as we know it. Yeah. But it's not that anymore. And Russia's not a threat. Like, they're not something for us to really be concerned about. Um And if we do get involved, like you said, I think the much worse thing could wind up happening, which is you push Russia into China's arms. Mm -hmm. And then you wind up building this pan-Asian alliance. Yeah, I I think it's already happening. I mean, it is. Uh, I don't know. I I hear that it's something that there's kind of this will to happen, especially on China's part, but that Russia is pretty deeply resistant to it. 
they all like, they, both yeah. China and Russia have their own game to play, but yeah. they have a common barrier to overcome, and that's us, the U.S. and the West. Yeah. So it's like if, and I think Russia, like I said, I think the war is inevitable. Just hearing Vladimir Putin say what he said about Taiwan, you know, it's like, yeah, I bet you this is going to encourage China. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what's the line from uh, Jurassic Park by Samuel Jackson? Hold on, Hold on to, to your, your butts. butts. <laughs> this is going to get, this is going to get uh, scary. Mm. Also, like, I think that Travis said I liked, it's like, what do we get from this? I feel like mm. we just, we lose more than we gain. I don't want to yeah. Well, the stupid, what would be sold, what it's what it would be sold as is what we get is Russia not becoming any more powerful. And you don't want to live in a world where Russia is any more powerful and like where they wind up expanding and it's like you know, you might be able to scare me. Uh, honestly, the China Taiwan situation concerns me a lot more oh, yeah, specifically yeah. because of what Taiwan has, but also yeah. because of what China is. Yep. China like no one's Disney Plus isn't editing their movies or Disney isn't editing their movies to appeal to Russian audiences. Right. You know, basketball players aren't censoring themselves mm-hmm. to, you know, make sure that they don't lose Russian money. Right. It's China. Absolutely. China is definitely the most concerning yeah. threat, like specifically the Chinese government, the Chinese mm-hmm. Communist Party. They're definitely the most concerning thing mm-hmm. in the world right yeah. now, I would say. Yeah. Uh, not to say there aren't other scary things. But like, yeah, they're, they are, they are, and it's not really happened before, like East versus West. And I don't mean Eastern Europe, Western Europe. I mean, the East, the West, Eastern civilization, Confucian, Taoist, you know, statism versus, you know, John Locke, Thomas Jefferson, uh, you know, Jesus loving, uh, Western civilization. That would be that honestly... It sounds really bad. I feel like, like that would be a really interesting conclusion to this whole thing we've called history. Is like okay, yeah. now we're gonna we're, we're gonna clash the titans. Oh, yeah. and we can have the war in Hawaii. You know. Oh. Uh, yeah, but like Western civilization versus Eastern civilization, with all of our philosophies, ideals, resources. You know, even our ideals about the economy and all that stuff would be wrapped up into this one final duking it out conflict. Because even when it was Russia versus the U.S., it's like, you know, you'd think of Russia and you'd think of the U.S., and it's like, they're they're both kind of... They share a history. They share a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. China is very... has been isolationist, and so it evolved very independently from Western influence. And, and you know, they have the hypersonic missiles that they're going to be... Oh, yeah? You haven't heard how they tested... They successfully tested a hypersonic missile, so you could put... You know, a nuclear warhead on that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, impossible to intercept because of how fast it goes. Hmm. Um, but you build could, a wall. You, <laughs> uh, you could also just put conventional weapons or... You know, I mean, just, like, the technology... There's... Technology is going to, I, I think, eventually change the landscape. I think hopefully we'll be dead by then but it just seems it just seems like how Mm. technology is going like we probably won't but like a lot of wars and we could look at the 1900s right where technology really helped Mm -hmm. there be a conflict right Mm. um Mm. and it's like yeah once you start making nuclear weapons 
not the scariest thing in the world like you can you can really deflect that um like protect yourself against that mm. that's when the poos the <laughs> pieces will start moving <laughs> Pooses will start moving. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Uh, but yeah, that's when the pieces will start moving because because you can go back to conventional warfare and just be like, yeah. my military is stronger than yours, and that's what really well, matters. I will say, like, military technology is still advancing, you know. But I, I feel like it's really hard to anticipate what that's going to look like in yeah. 50 years. And I also think a lot of the things, like I was having this conversation with a mutual friend of ours not long ago where it's like, oh, technology is about to make all these other things obsolete and like you're not even going to need doctors because robots are going to be doctors and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, I mean, sci-fi has been saying this for 80 years right, right. or, I don't know, 60 years. And then like I've heard people making a very, very similar sounding argument for like the last 10 years and mm. you know what's changed is not really a lot yeah like ever since okay so the smartphone has come out yeah. right what major technological innovation has influenced your life since then well okay i mean you can look at it different ways but i know what you're saying like our lives are not because i do think the smartphone drastically changed oh yeah man it, but like, under our nose we well, well and it introduced things like rideshare technologies yeah. and and you know like uh, grub like uh what is it doordash or yeah, uh, or like um Uber Eats. or airbnb things airbnb. like that you know it's kind of changed it's giving you gps on your hand like yeah it's, it's ridiculous what it's done and and so like i i i'm not disagreeing with what you're saying um i feel like there might be a plateau ahead though is what i'm saying i so a lot of so it's not here but there's a lot of technology that they've been working on that I'm, I think there's going to be an explosion of how our lives change. Really? It won't be an under our nose. Yeah, they've made robots that have self-reproduced. Have you heard this? Dang. They got machines making other machines. Yes. And it's like nanotechnology. It's not even like big, that scary robot thing, that, mm. that dog thing that you, mm -hmm. you see. It's like... Uh, I'm excited for those things. Yeah, I, I mean, can't wait to, you know, be enslaved to dude, boston dynamics dude, i gotta tell you what dogs <laughs> i gotta tell you it's like there are times where i'm like man we are in the future that we just don't realize it because it 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 happens under our nose but like mm -hmm. i was at an indian restaurant right um that I had to just pick up an order and all of a sudden from the corner of my eye, i turn and i see this robot i'm not lying to you, it's a robot with a, a pad on it where you can just pay and it goes from table to table and that's how you pay you don't need a what? waiter yes and then because how it's programmed after it was done getting you know the bill or whatever it just goes uh it just went like up to me and then to the left and it just parked itself at the corner of the, the, hosp uh, the hospital the, <laughs> the restaurant what is the name of this restaurant i have the freaking uh menu because i want to okay. go because the guy was like, have you ever had Indian food? I said, I've had West Indian food. He's like, yeah, it's different. We, we, went, we should come. We went to a really yeah. good Indian place. Uh, we took them there for, what was it, Christmas? Christmas yeah. Yeah. It's called Bombay. Bombay Street Kitchen? Yeah, Dude, it's on. so good. On, it's a, on a, a street around where we live. Yeah. <laughs> but um, th this one's uh, further away. But the guy was just so inviting. And I was like, I do want to come here. But it's like. And I'm have seeing... a robot take your order. But that's what I'm like. This is like back to the future crap. Like this is yeah. stuff that we were like laughing at. Um, huh. It's here. And it's just going to keep coming. But like I'm really like. 
I don't know. There's going to be good and bad, but... I think more good than bad, though. Ah, human beings, man. I don't know. We're a mixed bag. Yeah. I, uh, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. Like, every time, I'm very much like... Just want to say one more thing. What's your stance on the Middle East? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that's, been, it. that's how David works. It's been like... When we put Afghanistan, I was like, okay, that's good. I think we should have. I think we should have gotten involved in Ukraine. But, dude, what always kind of, like, makes me, like, kind of change my mind is when I see, like, videos and photos of people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. When you see, like, Afghanistan people, like, giving their children, dude, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe we shouldn't have left. Like, those children, dude, are going to get... And, like, I the feel like plight Ukraine, of dude, women, specifically, in the Middle East... Is like one of the most horrific yeah. things. Yeah, I was like, maybe like maybe right we now. shouldn't. And like I, I guarantee you, they're going to do for, if if you may say where I'm going to say if I'm going to say if Russia invades, and they're going to if it's going to be photos and videos. Yeah, it's going to make mm. like yeah, well, maybe we should. Yeah, and and I think as far as the world <laughs> police thing is, look, I I get we got our own problems and we got our own, uh, you know, crap to deal with over here and probably. A civil war starting within the next 10 years but uh i do think that there is something to be said about america being a not even beacon is the right word but just like a force that brings everyone in the world up to a baseline mm-hmm. where it's like okay if we can do away with like you know child brides and if we can do away with um you know just a lot of the horrific type of mutilation practices that we see with these, you know, uh, almost cults of personality in Southeast Asia or Wahhabi Islam and like Boko Haram and ISIS. Like if, if we can just get everyone up to a baseline where everybody's operating at about a, I don't know, what, what would you say? Like everybody's operating at a Poland level, Okay. you know, it's like that would that would be huge. You know, to get everyone operating at a level of a country that is, you know, still has its corruption, still has its, you know, drug problems and and problems with the justice system and everything. But they don't have like female genital mutilation, like Mm. what's going on in um, in the Middle East. And uh, they don't have just a lot of the Mm. more inhumane things or or, or like slavery, you Mm. know, like just doing it like if 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 we get rid of slavery and there's still, you know, a, an ill-managed war on drugs, it's like, that's that's a net gain, you oh, know? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I was like, there's a video of, like, the mom, like, hugging her daughter, like, having to give your child away. Yep. So, like, to the Taliban. This happened in Vietnam. That broke me. I was like, maybe we... There's got to be, there's got to be a standard. There's got to be something that we need. What are you willing to die for? What are you willing to kill for? You know. Food. But killing. I am hungry. Me too. Yeah. Hmm. Usually before the podcast, but we got started a little bit earlier this time. Which thank you for that. Yeah. So you were asking earlier, like, uh, what um and technology has that. Uh, influenced us or changed us was that an earlier question it was a comment it was just a comment just talking about said. robot waiters robot yeah waiters. how we're living in an anime that could be set sick. in 2029 next week oh. mm-hmm. next week 
next week we should talk about race. Race. I didn't want to do that without Miguel here because I feel like it'll be a lot more interesting. Like, hang on, because like, he's the whitest you're talking guy. Talking about like, uh, <laughs> talking about like Usain Bolt race or like. Yeah, like hundred meter dash. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Four hundred meter dash. You think I could beat you in a race? I think I could might beat him in a race. Ooh, that I. Mm. I think you could beat me in a race. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think I think David would win. I think I could beat you. Maybe you could beat me in short distance. I could beat you in long distance. I think, I but just, in a fight, I, I think question. I could just no, beat heck you. No, he could destroy me in a fight. I just what? twist your nipple. Well, anyway. <laughs> I will see you guys right after I hit the stop button on this recording. <laughs> That's right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I love you. I really enjoyed that podcast.